Guess who's back? Back again. Mike is back. Tell a friend. Mike McGee is our senior tech correspondent when he's not off doing great things for anita.b.org, an organization that helps women thrive. Ooh, thrive. In the hey. tech sector. Ah, uh, see what you did there. Hello. We'll get back to thrive in just a little bit. But yeah. the last time we saw you felt like years ago but it was just earlier in the summer when we were all starting to get used to the idea of having these little scooters around yeah. all, the, all over the place i was i did one i broke my rule i said i wasn't gonna do it did and you? i did it in portland did i got on a uh, spin i think was the one it was an orange one sorry um one of 12 e-scooter companies if i didn't get your name right yeah but it was great it was great it's fun it yeah. definitely took me back to when i was little so i'm a i'm a fan as long as you use them responsibly yeah. and park them responsibly uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they move well uphill, move well downhill, move well across flat surfaces. But what they should not be doing mm. is moving well through the air. No, no. Let's uh, talk about nipping a problem in the bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you were around the TV or around the south eastern United States uh, or have family or friends down there, you've probably heard of Hurricane Dorian. Uh, category five hurricane that is just parked just in out. the Atlantic and uh, unfortunately has just wreaked havoc on uh, the Bahamas. Uh, and so best wishes to everyone there and everyone who knows someone there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just, you know, moving one mile an hour, doesn't know which kind of direction as of yesterday where it was going to go. But one of the things you might not think about uh, when the rise of the e-scooter is that there are thousands of e-scooters in Florida. And, yeah. you know, as hurricanes make landfall or get close to it, we know about flying debris, uh, you know, houses get ripped apart, cars and signs and all these things. But now all these scooters present another uh, unexpected challenge of if they're not, especially we've talked many times about e-scooters, uh, especially the dockless ones that you mm -hmm. can just lay around anywhere. And we've seen them strewn, strewn across the floors and uh, the streets and sidewalks, and then some make it in trees and lakes. And so you can imagine a hurricane moves, you know, many heavier things through the air with frightening speed. Now imagine thousands of scooters just left out on the streets as Hurricane Dorian makes landfall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to put two and two together um, to see what that could do. So, so, yeah, what? the city of Miami and maybe city of Tampa, other cities that have these scooters are like, yo, e-scooter companies, you got to remove these off the streets because we don't want, you know, e-scooters on the third floor yeah. um, breaking scooters. through a window. You know, if you just want to move yours quietly up the stairs, then by all means, yeah. you own one. But, you know, we don't want to see, you know, e-scooters on rooftops and in pools and uh, you know, hitting someone in the face at, yeah. you know, 80 miles an hour. These things whip around pretty fast, and that could not be a good, that might not be a good thing. Might, might, might not. They're kind of, those handlebars, those wheels, those are pokey. Those yeah. will smash the windshield. Yeah. Uh, property damage already projected to be, uh, you know, significant without these scooters. Uh, I think of all of the, the problems that a hurricane can bring this seems like the most preventable so hats off to those scooter folk for having some forward thinking because i honestly wouldn't have it wouldn't have crossed my mind yeah it's uh of the many things in your hurricane preparedness checklist e-scooters would definitely be one of the new ones uh down at the bottom of the list but yeah since they're not extremely popular yet they're still in the pilot stage mm -hmm. there's only 1500 and so uh 
not all of these uh, e-scooter companies have been given this order to remove them, but if it does happen, all of the e-scooter companies that were uh, able to be contacted for the story feel confident that they can remove uh, all the scooters off the city streets in under 12 hours. So I think we'll be okay for this. And, you know, Lime, one of the e-scooter companies, this is not their first hurricane. No. Uh, I think in 2017 it was Hurricane Irma. Uh, and they uh, are prepared. They knew being in Florida, hurricanes happen. Um, seems increasingly so over the past couple of years. And so if you have an e-scooter company uh, in Florida, you definitely need to have a plan to remove them uh, within, you know, a day's notice or 12 hours notice. So I think we're okay for the e-scooters when it comes to hurricane debris, but still a very serious storm and, you know, take a precaution however you can. Uh, let's talk about Facebook. Uh, you know, what's Facebook? Facebook. I don't know. What's, what is this Facebook? It's the book of faces. It started in a college as basically for a way to, for these white dudes to get some. I think that's a fair assessment of the social network. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, things have been started for a lot, lot more. Bands have been started for exact, those those exact reasons. Yeah, no, that was a flip on it. Yes. Because it was not started for some grand no, reason. not at all. At least, you know, universal or planetary yeah. reason. But yeah. here we are, two point some billion users later. Yeah, and one of the main features that I think even the most novice of Facebook users uh, knows about is the, the like feature. A few years ago when they gave us all these options of like the heart or the laugh or the wow or the angry emoji, emoji still the like is the one that gets hit the most, yeah. I think. Ten years old. Ten years old the like feature like is. Button. And you know, people depend on it. It's a, you know, it's a metric of how successful a post is. If you're a business, are you reaching the right amount of people? Blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. But Facebook is like, don't worry about it, boo. You are a valuable person with or without these likes. And people are like, am I, though? Are we, though? It's a question to ask. So what are they doing? Instagram did something similar. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So Instagram was purchased by Facebook. Yeah. So now Instagram is a part of the Facebook universe. Mm-hmm. And a uh, couple months or last month, or no, I guess it is a couple months ago, September. Oh, my goodness. That just hit me on, on air. Great. <laughs> September. Uh, but late July, uh, there was a post uh, by the same uh, woman who she just kind of known. Jane Wong is kind of just known as someone who just uncovers you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter uh, features before they become real features. Uh, she reverse engineers apps and just pokes around in code and just is in the know of things. And so back in late July, she uh, angered a lot of Instagram users mm. because she uh, uncovered that Instagram was testing out hiding likes. And as you know, you mentioned from the, you know, the elite there is that, you know, likes have been a part of our social media universe for over a decade uh and it's a great way for businesses to indicate kind of like who's interacting with their posts Mm -hmm. and their products uh it's also just a great thing for individuals you know when you have a post that gets a lot of likes that's generally a good thing and then people interacting and that they're they like your content or like your whatever your the the moment or highlight in your life Um, and removing that since it's just become such second nature to us uh, brings a lot of questions on like how will I know if 
my post has value, yeah. if I have value, <laughs> if, you know, uh, there's a lot of things. And we've talked, you know, uh, countless times about just digital well-being and health and toxicity on the Internet. And, you know, it's just an extension of this real life and popularity contest and feeling inadequate and sizing yourself up against other people. And uh, there are many people that with the like count is one part of that uh kind of drive or obsessiveness to get as many likes as possible on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And we have this whole influencer generation that's really popular on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. And like, it's really based on likes and followers. And so removing that public view brings a lot of questions, um, but also could be an opportunity for us to be better uh, as a society and not focus on like counts and just focus on sharing things. And they still will have comments if they go through with this, they have not uh, fully implements this. Uh, they're testing it out based mm -hmm. on reports. But if they do go through it from the screenshots uh, from what Jane Wong posted on her blog, you'll still be able to see the number of comments, I think, publicly, uh, maybe shares, number of shares, but just the likes are the ones that are removed publicly. I think there's a way privately to see how many people like or react to your posts, but, but it, it just won't, won't be, be like 84 likes that I can see on Jill's post or whatever, 182 or 345. Um, so that's the idea. But I don't know, Jill, what do you think about likes? Will you like if we don't have the like button anymore? I mean, as uh, just a regular person with like a regular person's page, uh, I don't... Underselling it. You got great engagement, Jill. I, I try, but like I, I just hope to entertain. Like, it doesn't necessarily affect my Facebook life one way or the other. But as someone who's the admin for one of the admins for, like, the, the station's mm -hmm. pages, uh, you know, we kind of need to know if we're doing things correctly, if we're reaching out in the, the right way. Should we have put a picture with this one? Did these hashtags work? Blah, 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 blah. So I think it's going to probably be a little... A little something for businesses and organizations to worry about, but my my own personal self esteem is not intrinsically tied to how many Facebook likes I get. That being said, I have taken down posts if I don't think that enough people were into it after a certain amount of time. Well, that joke didn't land, or <laughs> this hot take was lukewarm. Let me just remove that and pretend that never happened. And uh, you know that's very rare when I do that, but you know. Maybe I am a little more tied to Facebook likes than I, I thought. Oh wow! I just realized something about See, myself. See, you know, we're all realizing things this morning, live really on air. We are. Yeah, what? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. I mean, for Facebook, I've used it a lot less um, this year. But I mean, over the past few years, I have a feeling like what the type of posts that I, uh, you know, share on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I can guess within five to 10 likes how many likes it'll get now. Like it's become so routine. So whenever I talk about, you know, the great British uh, baking show, uh, I know that I can get like 50 to 75 likes or, you know, sometimes you can get over 100, but I can plot that. Any kind of sports related posts, I know which mm. amount, music, um, you know, you know, other, you know, uh, political hot takes. Um, or medium or, you know, uh, you know, tepid takes, I uh, can get an idea. So um, I think the other thing is that we'll just, for, especially for businesses, um, Facebook has already done a lot to change how we look at or how we define reach and how we do engagement. So 
you know, for Vocalo, it could be, you know, the amount of listeners or subscribers to another page or, you know, listening to playlists or, you know, sh different types of shows. But it'll definitely make uh, businesses and individuals more creative about how they share mm -hmm. and what they share. And so we'll see if Facebook and Instagram go through with this and what the result will be. All right. Mike McGee, thank you for bringing us that helpful info. And now we get to uh, everyone's favorite part. It's time for the app of the week. The app of the week this week is called Thrive, and it's going to help us reach our goals because I, I, need, I need a little push. I need a little help. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah. I, oh, it was great yesterday, and then today I woke up and I'm like, nope. Yeah. This weekend I cleaned uh, my kitchen and bathroom. And I feel like I got, that's enough. I'm done for the whole rest of the week. But I still have a whole list of things that I actually have to do. How is Thrive going to help me tackle that list in a way that doesn't, uh, you know, make me want to have to nap in the middle of them? Yeah, I mean, you know, personal productivity or, you know, goal apps, uh, just, or you know, kind of personal uh, just management of tasks and projects. It's very tough. There are a million probably that's an under uh just a just i'm not i'm underestimating how many productivity uh motivation apps task management apps there are out on the mar in the marketplace but thrive is a new one it's the one thing that i particularly love and i have a bias towards this but it's beautifully designed mm -hmm. uh, it's only 199 so there's other productivity apps and systems that can be 9.99 all the way up to 150 dollars uh, and they, you know, the higher the price, the more features and more robustness. But this one's very beautiful. But the key for all productivity apps, any project management, if you use at work or personal uh, task management, is that the app can't do the work for you. Unfortunately, uh. we still haven't crossed that threshold. So <sighs> you have to put the work in to Fine. organize your goals. Uh, but it will help you. It get you there has a, a focus uh, feature where you can set it for a, a, a you know insert number of time, a minutes, an hour, and can focus on what you're doing. It sets a very beautiful timer. Uh, you can do standard task lists. My favorite feature is this visualize uh, your hardest decisions feature, and so you can have a project and it'll show this kind of beautiful chart to help you you know make your big decisions more manageable. Um, by like visualizing the visualizing the impact of each option uh, mm. based on what you care about. So again, you have to put info in. Yes, yes. Um, but it's uh, very beautiful, and I like to. I tend to use beautiful things, so that is one plus for me. So I'm, I downloaded the app. Uh, it's fifty percent off, so it's one ninety nine. Uh, just one time fee. Yeah. And yeah, you can uh, you can check it out. So it's just one of many, but if. Most task management and project management apps are very ugly and not very motivating to use. This one definitely has a uh, priority on design. Yeah. Um, it's very clean and simple. But again, you got to put the work in yourself, unfortunately. But trust me, Vocalo listeners, I'll let you know uh, when there's an app that will do all the work for you. Oh, thank you. You'll be the first to know. Excellent. On their, uh, on the Product Hunt website uh christian christian moise who's the the maker of this app seems to be really responsive to folks feedback about what they hope to see out of the app in the future and honestly that's that's saying something there that means that he's put make the app better as one of his goals yes real in meta the app. real meta iphone yeah. for now but i'm sure android uh is on the way um but yeah thrive
thrive. Apple users, don't forget to thrive. Team Vocalo, don't forget to thrive. We uh, are rooting for you every single day.